0: Blog Talk Radio. Spiritual practices. These are the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in, call us with your comments.
1: Good morning, and welcome to Say Yes to Spirit encouraging you on your spiritual path. So, so glad to be with you this week to say yes to spirit and all that spirit has in store for me and for Leslie and for each one of you today. On ego? Are we talking about ego? No. Oh. If this is April. Every week has a C That is so cool. I, I had uh, in my mind ego. What is that about? For me, I must be talking about ego. Uh, yeah, I guess. That's so funny. I'm telling no, we're it. talking about creativity today. Very much but, like ego, right? No, uh, but we don't have to worry about that first. First, we have to make a connection to last week. Which was about competition, competition. I didn't remember that, and you know competition and ego would be a really easy connection, <laughs> which you probably thought about all the way over here, Same but thing. um competition and creativity, creativity that's a different bit of uh connecting the dots, you know, um, I was had some time yesterday with a friend that's an artist, and she was talking about um you know when she was little, she would enter. Uh, you know uh, art fairs, and they would give away prizes for you know best art best art picture best yeah. drawing kind of thing and She was talking about how it never made sense to her because creativity in the artist is always in the eye of the beholder, and that you know if you put those four judges, they came out with that outcome if you put four different judges, you know they would see creativity a different way, and that there was no real objective way to judge creativity or art, artists' work. right, And so art from an, a true artist probably doesn't feel like they're competing with anyone. Yes, that's what she was saying. And in her mind, she's never in competition. Even when she entered those competitions as a small child, she understood that the end result was just doing it and putting it out there for people to see, and she never paid much attention to the judges. Wow. But that's interesting that she knew that at a young age. Yeah, because usually at a young age we're learning that no, it really does matter what other people think, Right. and you better do whatever you're doing very even well, it's creative, mm-hmm. in the way that they will see as very well, right. versus really truly expressing from the core of who you are. Well, that was cool. yeah, you know, that's funny that came to me as a connection, even though I wasn't thinking about creativity this morning. But creativity is, uh, you know, I always have had tr- trouble with creativity. We'll get into that next. Uh, are there any other connect the dots for you? No. Well, then I'll uh, after the break, I'll tell you the reason probably why I subconsciously blocked the uh, topic of the day, creativity. Oh, I can't wait to hear <laughs> it, but I guess I'm going to have to wait for 60 seconds when we come back. Back to Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path. And today our topic is creativity. <laughs> oh. You know, uh, it's interesting when things just happen spontaneously and then I see the the connection, the thread back to why. Yes. It's, it's really creativity has been something. My mother taught fourth grade, and every year she would do a bulletin board first of the year we would go up and we would help mother put up her bulletin board and and she would create something for the bulletin board the last couple of weeks of summer and i had a best friend called suzanne and suzanne was very artsy and creative and she, mother would always tell me go get suzanne it's time to start making the bulletin board for this year and i would always say well I'm, i want to do the bulletin board i want to help she said well leslie you're not very creative and you know suzanne's really the creative one this is a true story at Ever since that, I've always had that little tape in the back of my. unless you're, you're not, not creative. Creative, Suzanne's the creative one, and I think that's so fascinating because I think, and that's why I love this radio show. I think we overlook little things like, oh, I just totally blocked that word. I totally blocked that friend, or I, you know, I lost that letter or that bill, and we think, oh, well, that's just nothing, It's right. you know, Just an accident. Yeah, and, and it is an accident divinely inspired by our, our our unconscious or subconscious thoughts. Right. And if we stop and notice them, then we have the opportunity to, to reprogram and say, no, I creative. So maybe at the end of the hour I'll feel like I can talk about creativity. But isn't, yes, yeah, so I think it's always interesting to pay attention to those little things we don't usually we just put aside and say, oh, I'm just forgetful or whatever, you know, but there might be some repetitive pattern there to pay attention to and certainly for me to totally block the whole topic. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. So go ahead and talk about creativity, Tracy, so I can learn a little bit first here, <laughs> since I'm not creative. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that always gets me uh, engaged around the topic of creativity is the this connection between being creative and being artistic. And so I oh, love yeah. that. Both of your examples have been this connection with, you know, a friend Mm -hmm. who is an artist, Mm -hmm. is creative in that way, Mm -hmm. and really gets it, that it's just Mm -hmm. self-expression. And then the tape that's been running since you were a child, you're not creative because you don't have artistic ideas for this bulletin board. right? And I think we hurt ourselves when we stop there. Surely people who are artistic are created. They are expressing from the inside out in a way that uses art. Mm Right. Whether it's visual art, painting, whether it's arts and crafts, things you make with your hands, whether it's music, because they have uh, the gift of a fabulous voice or an amazing range. It's artistic in that way, but it's really just the expression of inner feelings, thoughts, and ideas into a tangible form. So when I think about creative as simply self-expression, mm. expression of the self, right. then it's a lot easier to remember that every one of us is creative. You know, So I'm not artistic either, um, but I feel really creative when I'm, responding to a request for a proposal, and I'm sitting there thinking about all the different ways I could design my response. And, you know, anybody could go in and just say, we're going to do a seminar with these four topics. But for me, it's really, it gets to feeling creative when I go, okay, but what might they not expect Ah. that would also get them to that goal, you know? So instead of putting together a proposal with... You know, a seminar that's a half-day seminar with 20 people, 20 to 25 people. I'll give them that option, but let me also give them an option where they could do it more like a town hall summit mm-hmm. or a conference. They could have 400 people all on the same day in the same facility, and we could do breakout sessions and still accomplish the same goal. So for me, that mm-hmm. gets to be very creative because it's a different way to a response to, to the world. Um and it doesn't have to be even that, you know, that's like business. I was trying to think of an example that's like as far away from an art an artist, <laughs> right. As far away, I think as far the furthest away you could get would be politics. Oh, uh, well. True. Uhhuh. And but business is you know, right close to that end of the spectrum. I couldn't think of a political um you know, political tension one example. And, you know, just in hearing you talk, when you use the word create, I went into a whole other feeling in my mind. Oh, I co-create every day. I create through my thought. I create through my word. I don't have any of the same attachment to the word
0: create Create.
1: as I do create as. Creativity or or creativity. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Right. that That's very profound. And I'm sure you are not the only one. That's really something about the adjective creative. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. are you creative mm-hmm. that I think does, if we're not in the art, mm-hmm. um, brings up a lot of negative messages or right. brings up fear or doubt, um, all of those things that we you know, don't like to experience, so we just block them out. And that is so fascinating, because I always, I I never think of create as being a part of creativity, but it certainly is. Well, and I, <laughs> uh, there's a quote by Paul Goodman that says, all men are creative, but few are artists. And I think that kind of captures what, you know, what we're saying that we're all creative and we all can use that creative gene or, you know, that creative part of who we are as a human being um, in ways that serve ourselves and others, Mm -hmm. which I I think is also one of the reasons why we think of artists as creative because they create beauty or joy in the world. Or we, we are just as creative when we're creating things or examples or experiences that are challenging. So I'm thinking about someone I used to date who was very creative. Um, I might also, in less generous moments, label him as a pathological liar. Mm. But those lies were really creative. (laughs) I mean, you know, it was like... That he was a genius in a lot of ways uh-huh. in his work and in his um, in his knowledge and what he could take in and all of that. But sometimes right. it came out as or came through truly. You know, it was he was making stories, right, right, right. Creating stories like, um, and sometimes, of course, when people are doing that, you know, from being a therapist, that there's also some mental illnesses that really support that, that mm-hmm. being creative, but it's like you almost create a whole different person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and surely there have been movies about mm-hmm. about folks mm-hmm. who are living in that space. So creative creativity is happening no matter what we're doing. Yes. We yes. don't live our lives every minute based on wrote or based on what someone is telling us to do. We are creative in how we respond mm-hmm. to to our circumstances. Yes. It isn't and, and again I can even use the adjective creating. Yes. I'm comfortable with that. But not creative, <laughs> not creative and not creativity. No. And they just have so much like you're on two opposite ends of the spectrum. And so it's gonna help me to see that when I'm co-creating my life as I'm expressing through my thoughts and my words, I am being creative. And you could be creative. You can use creativity to respond to. Oh, I like this, and it hasn't mm. even come out yet. Mm. So it's <laughs> just really good. I'm yeah. paying attention. So we could be creative. We are using creativity in our response to everyday things that happen. However, when we talk about this a lot, and we talked about it when we did the show on ego a year ago. (laughs) That's great. um, Ego Mm -hmm. keeps us doing the same thing because it knows what the outcome will be. Right. Safe even if we don't like the outcome. Mm -hmm. It knows what the outcome will be and how to recover from it or what to expect as a result of it. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're going to do that, and then you're going to be depressed, but that's okay because we've been there before. We know how to deal with that, and, you know, after two months, you'll come out of the depression and we'll start all over. Mm -hmm. And so when we are letting the ego drive, we're not being creative. Oh, I believe that. Because when we are being creative, we're choosing what the next course of action will be. Mm -hmm. And so it's when we are being creative, when we are using creativity, that we say, you know, even though I have had that reaction 2,000 times in the past, Mm -hmm. I have an idea for a new action Mm -hmm. or a new reaction to that stimulus. And it's scary and it's uncomfortable, but I think I'm going to try this. That's creativity. hmm Um yeah. I don't know for sure how it's gonna turn out, but this looks like a good choice. Let's try it. And that is the and Eddie, yeah, I agree that it's not ego. When you're being creative, ego is is like you said a broken record. It's the same old same old fear. And that is so So interesting to look at creativity, being creative. So as we're discussing creativity, um, let's hear what others have to say. We have a caller from Area Code 804. What's your comment?
0: Hello, ladies. Uh, I have unlimited creativity. I've trained my mind to think in those terms, and I'm also a creative, intelligent force and I am actually creating a whole new form of global economy, a global incentive economy based upon uh, caring and sharing with one another. Love it. Yes, I created a poem many years ago as a motivator in my life, and it really triggers creativity if people just contemplate it and take action upon it. it's only uh, three lines long, and it's titled, Caring, Sharing. It reads, If you dare to care, then share. If you share, pay heed. God will reward every good deed. It sort of sums up what life should be all about.
1: Oh, and read that you... again. I would say, read that slower. Yes, please.
0: Yes, I also would like to say, uh, it is on a blog that was put on the Internet for me. That poem is in the President Ronald Reagan Library <laughs> and I dedicated it to my wife, who was an earth angel to me for 35 and a half years. It's also discussed in an interview that can be downloaded from the blog as a weapon against terrorism, and currently I'm using the poem to help the people of Haiti who can't help themselves. So we'll the, ask
1: you to tell us the blog in a minute, but go back and read the... All right, the, po- the, the poem again
0: is, uh, it's, uh, titled Caring, Sharing, And it reads, if you dare to care, then share. If you share, pay heed. God will reward every good deed.
1: Love it. That's very cool. What's your first name, sir?
0: Uh, My name is Hugh, and I'm calling from Virginia.
1: Very good, Hugh. And what is your blog that people can look and uh, get more information about the poem and about what you're doing?
0: Yes, if you just Google creativity. The word creativity777.com. Again, creativity com. That will bring up the blog. And on the blog, there's actually a letter from President Obama to me related to the economy. And that poem, as I say, is in the President Ronald Reagan Library and discussed in the interview, as well as I touch base on the global incentive economy I'm talking about. Isn't
1: that cool that you've taken the, the idea of creativity and turned it into a bit of a, a business for yourself and a way to, you know, Internet connects people through that word creativity. Obviously, your mother didn't tell you you weren't creative as a child.
0: Well, my mother was very creative. She was a top fashion model. I think she'll be passing today, unfortunately. Uh, oh, you but, do. Yes, but uh, she's uh, 89 and... Uh, But uh, she was the top fashion model and knew everybody in her day, and she actually helped my father get started with his manufacturing business. My last name is Global Recognition in the Food Service Field. So I I grew up in an entrepreneurial creative environment, and uh, I I had many bizarre experiences over my lifetime, too. And that's what also I want people to understand, that uh, we all have unlimited creativity, It's just a question of understanding that. Uh, We don't understand it yet because since birth, we're under some kind of authority. But in our quiet moments, if we look within into our hearts and ask for divine guidance and then try things, you have to take action. You can't just meditate and expect things to happen. You have to try things. And then from trying things, you will learn from those experiences Uh, be it good or bad, what to do next, and just to continue trying. And it it may take a lifetime. Sometimes uh, it does. Uh, I want to give an example in business of a gentleman who never achieved success until he was 66, but his name is still very prominent uh, globally, and that was, Colonel Harlan Sanders, a Kentucky Fried Chicken. He didn't really achieve success until he was 66. And, you know, success is in many different ways. Uh, I uh, always get up and just ask uh, why I have Jesus in my heart, and I ask people to try that, but I give anybody the opportunity to choose whatever they want. But when I get up each day, I say, Dear God, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, please help me fulfill my mission in this life according to your will. Thank you, dear God, the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And I had an experience when I first got out of the Air Force years ago. I stayed with my grandmother in a rent-controlled apartment in the Upper West Side of Manhattan. They didn't have washers and dryers in apartments in those days. And I went to a local laundromat to do my wash. And as I finished, I noticed a little old lady... Uh, coming i held the door open for her to come in and wished her good morning and she burst into tears and i felt somehow i offended her and felt hurt and i i asked her did i do something wrong she said no nobody was so kind to her it touched my heart it stayed with me all my life and if that was my mission in this life I fulfilled it beautifully, but it's little things. If we just put something out, it's the law of attraction. It's so simple. If you put out good, you'll get good back. So it, it just try things and do things but come from a place of love in your heart. If people are evil try and stay away from them but give out good vibes wherever you go and you'll have a wonderful you'll get a you'll get a feeling of bliss in your heart which I have and that will grow as, as you progress with your own creativity to help others and in helping others you're helping yourself.
1: Well so Hugh you are So fabulous, because what you've done is you've you've done a couple of things. One, you've brought forth that message about creativity and that we all have the ability to be creative. And then you also led us right into uh, the discussion and the focus on how each one of us have access to and the responsibility to use that creative energy, that creative power And that in doing so, we are saying yes to spirit, which, of course, is the um, title of the show. And also the idea of putting together creativity in terms of reaching out to others and, you know, being a participant in never understanding where our co-creation, where our opening of a door for an elderly woman will really make an impact, something that's so simple that we can create, that we can do. And now, as I'm thinking about it, I like the word "doing" in connection with creating. When I'm doing, when I'm in action, when I'm doing things, I'm creating. So anything that I do in a positive light, like you said, we have a choice, and to use it in a positive way, doing and helping and co-creating, you know, it 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 ripples out into other people's lives. And so we're going to take a quick break, and then we. Um Thanks for calling, Hugh, by the way. Very cool. And we will remind you again later in the show to check out Hugh's blog at creativity777.com. Love, love, love the poem. And we'll be back in one minute. This is Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path, and um, that's exactly what Leslie and I love to do. We also do this show to remind ourselves to consistently and constantly say yes to spirit and the ways that spirit wants to show up in our lives. You know, um, in in looking at creativity and co-creating, I think many times um, I want to kind of, um, oh, what's the right word? I have an expectation, I guess, of how things are going to turn out. And in many ways, if I have an expectation of how something's going to look, I'm sort of short-circuiting the creative process. Sometimes. Sometimes. And um, in allowing that natural flow to happen, the create creation is sometimes much bigger than i would have thought and I, and i think um that's kind of an interesting philosophical bantering moment because of the philosophy of you know really having if i want a car to picture a red corvette and to picture the you know the big tail fish thing at the end of the corvette to picture myself in the corvette and that then i will co-create the corvette the red corvette and the, you had mentioned the law of attraction, and a lot of talk in the law of attraction is about being very specific about what I want to create. And then there's an opposite kind of philosophy I don't know if opposite is the right word, but it's, a, it's a both and or a different kind of philosophy that says, I'm just going to open up to creating. I want a million dollars, and I'm going to just be open to that being created in any way Spirit, Mother Earth, God uh, want wants to manifest that, and I'm going to focus on the million dollars and not worry about how that comes to me. So Ernest Holmes says, the will is directive but not creative. The will, the will is not the oh, will, I, our, our human demand, okay. or willing that this be done, is directive but not creative. So it directs the it directs toward this direction, but it's not creative in figuring out the how. It's directive and defines the what but not the how to get there. So if you really want a red Corvette Uh using your example you're directing that's going to be the what. At the end of the journey that's the car I want to drive. Okay. But that's not and that's creating the end but it's not creating the process to get there and that that is what is That's what universe, that's what spirit, you know, that's what that does. And so, well, let me actually read the the quote. The will is directive but not creative. Will is the conscious directive power of the intellect and has such, has a very important place in the creative order, but in no case is it to be used as though it could force things to happen. So our being creative is saying this is what I want in the end result, but it's not micromanaging all the steps between here where I am today and where I am where I want to be. So within that then both of those end results could apply. I could be focused on the Red Corvette and get the Red Corvette and leave it up to spirit how that is created. And I could get the million dollars and not have to identify the steps to getting that million dollars. Right. Just let that be left up to. Right. But as and I love what Hugh said. Thank you so much, Hugh, for adding this element. But you still have to take action. Right. And so it doesn't mean you manage every part of the process, but you do step in faith along the way with what you can do. So, so you know, if what we want is a world of kindness, peace, love, joy. And compassion, then what's mine to do is to open the door for an elderly woman who's carrying a load of clothes, Mm -hmm. right? right? Because that's a step that I can take to do my contribution. But what I am envisioning is a world where the creative power of compassion and kindness leads everyone into peace. I can't manage all of those steps all along the way, but I can do what I can do. I think there's some sort of 12 step saying it. It says something about, you know, we want sobriety, we want to have peace, inner peace, if we're an Al-Anon, and we can sit back and there's a lot of stuff about letting go and letting God, but then a little caveat comes in, but you still have to take a shower. It's like you still have to do your part, right? Yeah, Uh, yeah. we have to. (laughs) The feet have to do something. In right. order to have the action mean something, you know, I mean, in order to have the outcome mean something, there has to be some sort of action. Right. So the traditional African proverb of pray and move your feet. Oh, I was trying to say right. that. And right. the science of mind iteration of that of treat and move your feet. But, oh, you I know, that. you... Um, you know, yes, you pray and you trust and you have faith and you allow that to guide your daily actions, but there must be some daily action. Mm -hmm. You know, there must be some action taken because as, uh, I'm sure other people say this too, but the person who I've heard say it the most is, uh, is a friend who says, you know, God can only work through people. So when someone wants to do something nice for you, accept it, you know, or if you've been praying Uh. for something and then someone shows up with that, you know, you don't, or, or something that will get you to that end, you don't say, oh, no, I'm waiting for God. You accept it because God can only do for you through the people in the world. So it's like, yeah, treat, move your feet, act. And, you know, I just thought of a little bumper sticker, thought God can only work through what I do. Yes, there you yeah, go. the exact of, same that kind thing. kind of rhymes, doesn't mean the same thing. Yep, yep, yep. And, you know, if we're creating and we have this thought, and some people listening might not, might be a new idea to have an understanding that our thoughts and our words become creative, that they actually hold some sort of energetic form that then shifts stuff around us, stuff, the universal stuff, and then starts to manifest and then comes back to us in some sort of material or form that we can see or touch or feel, but that the initial action of that creation is a thought. How did I do explaining that as an idea? Great. That's what I was looking for, affirmation. But um, if we look at that as, as if if I take that as a um, basis for my belief, which I do, then what I have to also look at in my life where things aren't going, where I don't have the red Corvette, where I don't have the million dollars, that I am co-creating things that aren't serving me, things that aren't useful to me, things that aren't helpful, things that I tell myself I don't want. And um, I have a spiritual teacher that I work with, uh, Reverend Beatrice, and she was telling me on the phone the other day about, you know, we have commitments, like I'm committed to being healthy, I'm committed to my spiritual program, and then we have commitments behind our commitment. And she used the example... um, that she's um, committed to losing weight, and that's what she's focusing on, meditating on. And then when she really kind of drilled it down, because nothing was really moving in, her, um, in her, her body in terms of losing weight, when she had to really kind of drill it down, she had a commitment behind the commitment of eating brownies. And she said really what her commitment was, was to the eating brownies. But she was saying, she was verbalizing, she was affirming, I'm losing weight, I'm fit, I'm trim. But nothing was materializing in in form, so she had to stop and look at, okay, what is going on with my commitment that's not firing on all cylinders? And then she clearly saw that she's more committed to eating brownies in the moment than she is to being, you know, fit and trim. And I think that is an interesting, important thing to do in terms of if I'm not manifesting, if I don't have the material form of what I say I want, to take the time to look beneath the commitment and see what I'm really committed to and what I'm really kind of um, maybe, you know, not on a daily conscious level, but really on some level. Well, yeah, and that just fits so many times before in the show when we talked about how we say one thing, but our actions show up in a different way or the outcomes show up differently. And it's because we have this subconscious belief driving what we actually receive or, you know, we have a belief about what we can receive even if we start doing different things. Mm -hmm. And I I absolutely, you know, can point to example after example of how that shows up in my life and in the life of everyone I know. And, And when we talk about changing behavior, you know that whole example of yes, I start affirming something new and I start moving toward it, but I'm still trapped in the old behavior because mm. it is its roots are so deep and so strong in my body and in my soul that you know we we don't have an effort totally. Overnight enlightenment right. about most things most of the time. Right, you I know, am so bitter about that. Let's go ahead. Yeah, because okay. <laughs> so it could happen. If it could happen for him. Why can't it why happen not for me, Leslie? Todd, why not me? Yeah, because yeah. mm. you believe that you have to work for things, <laughs> and every to and you must be accountable. That's right. And as long as you believe <sighs> those things, you could not. You wouldn't <laughs> trust. <laughs> You would not trust an overnight enlightenment. You know, I probably have had one, and I thought, oh, hey, no, this shouldn't be this easy. <laughs> exactly. I haven't worked hard enough, <laughs> to, enough earn to earn it yet. yet. Yeah. So, um, so of, course, if, mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. course, that is not going to be your path. I'm not going to create that quite yet, quite yet. Not yet. And it is interesting, though, when we think about co-creating, to, to, to be responsible for the things that we're creating that are going our way and then to be responsible for the things that we're creating that are not going our way. And I'm a real big believer in that philosophy that you can't kind of have it both ways. We can't say, oh, you know, I get to be responsible for all the red green lights in my life. I did that and then I got all these red lights that somehow, you know, just manifested randomly. (laughs) Or someone was... Some outside force, you know, did this, this this red light was not my creation. I wouldn't create that. Well, at the end of the day, you know, it's um, it's always working all the time. What did somebody say? No decision is a decision?
0: Mm, say more? I don't know. That like one. when
1: you make a, when you're not making a decision or when you're oh, putting Oh, no, no, no decision. Yeah, making no decision making a decision. Yeah, absolutely. I have mm-hmm. heard that and totally agree with it. And unfortunately have way too many examples in my own life of times when I said, Well, I'm just not gonna choose or I'm not gonna make a decision, maybe it'll go away. Right. And um, yeah, did not go away. I can uh I can hear that. No, it did not. Did go not away. did not go away. You know, and it's, when you look at the the creative process in nature
0: and mm-hmm. how
1: um you know, the seasons, all of the wonderful kind of um obvious examples we have in terms of when things in fall start to start to die and start to go away, but in, in that process the beautiful fall colors and the beauty that are that comes out of fall and that process of when the nature and trees are starting to kind of flow, um, uh oh. You know, starting to shut down, and um, then the actual winter time when everything is dead and you know looks like it's never going to come back. And I have one tree in my backyard that every year I think, oh my goodness, this is the year. It's not going to come back. It's not going to come back. And then comes spring, everything else is budding out and everything else is turning green. And this one tree, I keep worrying about. And then suddenly last week I noticed it started budding. So it's you know then the nature of. Of the creation process of starting over again in spring, it's really um it's really kind of a choice to see different things um that uh that can remind us if we if we look for it and I have a devotion kind of around that as I'm thinking about nature. It's called purple buds. It says the purple buds shimmered against the morning's morning cloud filled sky. I watched as birds swept down and squirrels ran in circles around nothing. I found myself smiling naturally, returning the smile Mother Nature was giving me. I felt a flood of joy swell from within. Every morning I sit at this stoplight, waiting impatiently for red to turn to green. My focus usually is on the brake lights ahead of me, the opposite light willing willing it to turn yellow so my light can turn green, Or some project I have in my car that I think the 47 seconds I have to work on it will make a difference. This morning my eyes floated up and out the window into the world around me. This world is around me every morning but today was the first day I saw it. I have a hunch God is the world around me and the choice to look up and out into God or down and in to my worry, fret and fear is mine. The purple buds, Birds and squirrels will always be there. And I think of that in terms of creativity, in terms of that that is a creative choice that I have at every time. And saying yes yes to spirit, that is, again, a big thing for us. You know, we can choose to look at spirit, nature, the squirrel running around in circles and nothing, or we can choose to look at, you know, worry and fear and the anxiety. Absolutely. You look like you had something smart you were going to read. Not Nothing smart? <laughs> no. Um, no. But. <laughs> That's very cute. Okay, then. So, you know, in looking at creatively making choices, those choices then build on what I'm creating. And if I don't like what I have in my life today, the really good news for me is that I can start creating something different with different choices and different thoughts. And I do believe that, you know, the creation time happens everything from way slow and I think finally, you know, I've done this so long and never nothing's ever going to happen and then it suddenly happens or the Eckhart totally kind of moment and it happens overnight. And so I have had not a total transformation, but I've had little things, you know, shift in big ways dramatically quickly and then things shift. You know, slowly. So I think different things, in my experience, shift at different paces. And in the mind of God, there is no big, there is no small, oh, yes. right. there is no long, there is no fast, there is no sl- slow. Mm-hmm. We interpret it that way. Yes. And so, if our faith only allows us mm-hmm. to have what we label as small. Mm-hmm changes or shifts overnight or instantly. That's all that we let in. Right. That's a great reminder. That's yeah. right. Or yeah. I'm I'm like not preaching to you. I'm oh, like no. Say remember it, <laughs> I need to hear it. I don't mind. Preach it to me. I'm re- I'm also reminding or even more than saying it to you. I'm saying it out loud so I can hear it. Um Wednesday night at uh class we set intentions at the end of our class to relate it, you know, to the topic. And the intention that I set was to be intentional for the next seven days about noticing what I am willing to receive Mm. and what I am resisting receiving. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's the whole thing about receiving. And, And that just really was for me that, yeah, if I only will allow myself to have that shift, to receive the shift in a small amount or for things that to me seem easy, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how am I consciously blocking out receiving the big shift or the big growth or the big change that I believe will take a long time? Right. And you know in real time example, we always talk about you know what are spiritual practices and how can you know we use them to help us and one of the ones we talk on and on on and off about is community and you just did an excellent example, Tracy Brown, of stepping in and and using the commu- using my community, people that I have chosen to surround myself with, in helping me step out of my own smallness, my own language that keeps me in in a box, and what's wonderful to me about community is is the opportunity to step in and to speak truth into each other's lives and to not be fearful of, A, speaking it or fearful of receiving it, and I think many times I'll hear people say a self-limiting or a self-deprecating kind of comment, and I will not want to step into that out of fear of, oh, I don't want them to think I'm preaching, you know, I think that's a pretty common thing, or that I'm saying that I'm better than, or I've got this stuff down and you need to, you know, hurry up and get it. But I do believe that that is one of the gifts of community is really being able to share in real time, oh, you know, this is what I heard you say, you know, is that really serving you, is that what you wanted to say, or well, here's an opportunity to to look at it a little bit differently good job there practicing a spiritual giving it an example of a spiritual practice in live and living radio live and living color <laughs> live and living radio that would be us yes saying yes to spirit are there other spiritual practices that work with creativity I did a um, I will not say it was a creativity journal but it was a creative where um, a, a woman years ago in al told me to just use symbols or, you know, um, that I couldn't use words that yeah. I had to sort of draw, which again, not being creative, I was really nervous about that, but she probably had a wisdom beyond my years to help me kind of get out of that, but she, was, she, she said you can use colors, you can draw just a circle, you can draw just a square to, to express what your day was like or what your feeling was like, and I hadn't thought about that in years. But there it comes. But that was kind of a creative journaling experience that was really out of the box. And I hadn't thought about that, and I haven't done it since then. But that would be a spiritual, when we talk about journaling, but to do it in a more creative way. Right. So when you're journaling, you often may think of yourself as, I'm being creative in terms of, I'm writing. Uh And Uh a lot of people come come out with poems or essays that are again, artistic, creative, in terms of creative writing, as a result of what they've written in their journals. But, yeah, what you're saying is, you know, journal, but do that in a different way using color or using images and symbols. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I take notes for classes when I'm in a class, probably 80% of the time. If I'm in a seminar or workshop or a class, I have a handful of... um, color marker. Oh cool. And I take notes um I usually I'm using a regular a black pen when I'm writing the notes often. But I use color around it and you know the highlight di- different things. Oh cool. Or I'll, you know, people will think I'm doodling and in some ways I guess I am, but it's something about adding color to the mm, page. Right. Um using circles or highlights um that really help the information go in uh-huh. and then when I'm reviewing it help it stand out as well. Um, but I was thinking too about since we don't want to send the message that all create being creative is artistic, that how could what spiritual practice could I use that would support creativity in non artistic ways. And I think uh-huh. the practice of visioning Oh, uh uh-huh. Because visioning allows us to, it's a receptive spiritual practice. It's not a directive spiritual practice. It's It's to receive insight through meditation. And so remind us of the steps of visioning, in case that's a new term for me, in terms of not... So visioning is not the same as visualizing, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, visualizing what you want or doing a vision board and seeing it. Visioning is a process that is more like a structured meditation or a structured reflection. No, meditation is a better word, where in the process, after going into um, a prayerful state, asking some core questions, starting with um, if we are visioning for uh, the Say Yes to Spirit radio program and what is it going to become, okay. we would start with what is God's highest vision for Say Yes to Spirit? So we ask the question, what right. is the highest vision for what is spirit's highest vision for blank so okay. that could be what is spirit's highest vision for my life for me okay well, what is spirit's highest vision for this project that we're working on or what is spirit's highest vision for um for my community what is spirit's highest vision and then you're in a meditative state and you simply Sit and wait for some inner guidance, intuition, or response versus trying to make it up and yeah. be directive about it. And as I understand visioning, what makes it such an extraordinary experience, is that is the key. As you're sitting, after you ask each one of the questions, the challenge for me, and I've only done it a few times, but the challenge for me is to not... Um, uh, you know, get into my own answers, but to really bring my mind back to silence, even if it's like something really weird like water falling or something that doesn't seem to have anything to do with anything, write down, because I want to have a pen, right, and a pad as I'm visioning, write down what came to me after that, after each question. Right. And so um, Michael Bernard Beckwith describes visioning of a process by which we train ourselves to be able to hear, feel, see, and catch God's oh, like plan that. for our life catch. or for any particular project we're working on and it you you do it over and over and you train yourself to listen and be receptive and so the reason for me you know and there are other questions that you ask you ask during the process and you can vision individually or you can vision with a group. But the reason that comes to mind for me as a spiritual practice that supports creativity Uh is because I am giving myself permission to not feel like I have to make it up, that I have to know in advance what the answer is going to be and exactly what it's going to look like. Uh Because I'm training myself through visioning to be open to whatever thoughts, ideas, sensations, or images or feelings come forth. And if I can do that envisioning, that is going to help me to be more creative in whatever project or thing I'm visioning about, but it's also teaching me to do that in my life. To stop for a minute and go, okay, what could be or what should I do next and then go do that even though it doesn't seem to make sense. And that for me is both it's a combination of creativity and faith. Yes. And so yeah, I think the visioning process is really um helpful in that. And so other spiritual practices. Um yeah, creating uh creativity creativity, I gotta start using that word. I want to start using that word. Um affirmations is very creative in terms of, you know, coming up with different ones because I always try to, um, you know, I am loved, I am loved. But, you, know, you have some of these routine ones that we use, but trying to create new ones. And again, Reverend Beatrice was talking to me this week and she talked about um, an I am statement, which is a little bit different than an affirmation to to that that's a, like the core um creative process is saying I am blank yes. and to really drill it down to two or three or four words, yeah, so creating something you know really simple really bullet pointed really you know I am abundant, I am successful, I am joyful i am that's a that's a creative process i think in in some ways as I understand it, and want to believe it, you know, that, that that generates that energy that we were talking about to start the creative process. Absolutely. And that I agree with you 100%. And I, I mean, that's how we use affirmations, and usually, you know, often with affirmations, we are claiming a specific outcome and a feeling related to it, and it's a longer sentence. Um, but the, when we have an affirmation that is also an I am statement, Um, You know, it's the same thing, and it can be very, very, very powerful. Mm -hmm. And truly, when we are claiming I am blank, and it's not who we have been in the past, we are definitely using the creative process, and in such we are being creative. Creative. We are creative. We are creating the world, uh, our experience in the world. To reflect what we truly believe about ourselves. And now, and I'm going to have to have people Google it, and, let, and I might even stump you with this question, but I was listening to a Wayne Dyer, to at least get the name right. Is that this the name? Yeah. Yay! Uh, Tape months ago, and he had a an um or a tone or something that he said was the original creative sound. Right. You got it? Do you know it? Can you do it? Can you can you hum a tune?
0: <laughs> it wasn't Om. No, Was it Om? Is, is it Om? It own? goes
1: back to the, the um. Or it's ah. That's it. Ah, that's it. It's not Om. Thank you. Ah, that's it. And that in every spiritual practice, yes. there is the Ah. Ah, God. Yahweh. Yes, that's it. And he did on this tape. Oh my goodness, he did like you know minutes, like 5, 10, 15 minutes of that sound. And I tell you, I did it with them, and I thought I was high. You know, it really transformed my energetically. It was creative, and it it, it shifted. And, you know, of course, I couldn't do it the next day because that would have just been too easy and made everything tonight. Because away. Very, right, then you might have <laughs> had a very with. Right. Almost overnight in over ha- Yeah, and I just I'm too committed to the other. But and you've got to work. But I We are going <laughs> to have to do a show on work. We are going because you truly believe everything must oh. require work. You oh, don't have to work at it. And so you are really creative. You are really good at creating work in order to achieve goals. But I would look up that CD or look up that sound. You're exactly right. See, Someday I'll come up with something that Tracy doesn't have the answer to. That's my goal. really. Well, it is definitely not but my you goal. you are doing really answer. well so far. <laughs> Every little obscure thing, you know it. I love that's it. that's it. That's it. I love that CD by um, Wayne by Dyer. Wayne Dyer. Um, and um, it, it's a really great CD, and I listen to it two or three times that's a year. Awesome. That's awesome. Love like, it. Love it. Love it. So, um, let's see. Let's start winding down. We only have a minute left in today's show. Wow. So, creativity that you did not want to talk about, we can um, say we made it through an hour. And I can look at it in terms of being creative. I would really, you know, know, again, I get in ruts of my thinking. I am a rut thinker. And uh, to get outside of the idea of creativity, to think of it as creative. I appreciate that, so I got a lot out of saying yes to spirit. Eric Frome says that man's main task in life is to give birth to himself. love it man's main task in life is to give birth to himself, and so as we go forth giving birth to ourselves, being the unique the unique human being that only we can be, uh we are being creative. Next week, our theme is crisis. Can we go. Oh, no. Next week, our crisis, and we hope that during the coming week you'll visit us at GodInMyDay.com or ReclaimJoy.com. And um, please don't forget to go check out Creativity777.com. Our caller, Hugh, shared that with us. And uh, find his fabulous the line poem on creativity and action until we see you again say yes <laughs> to spirit sure.